0: Can I get, like, kind of raw? Yeah, (laughs) of course. Because it just, sometimes it does feel like, yes, it's support. It's very helpful. But I know that, like, somewhere in there, there's just this hint of, like, that savior complex that everybody feels. So many people, they just want to support a low-income black girl (laughs) and help pave the way for her to attend school. (laughs) (laughs)
1: I'm Kevin Christopher Robles.
2: And I'm Jeff Umbro.
1: Today, Etta Shaw shares with us her struggles after the government shutdown forced her to take a leave of absence.
2: Then, the first ever live musical performance on this podcast by Cheska Mack. Finally, Nicole Perkins talks about the windy powers of Father McShane.
1: Welcome to Season 2 of Retrospect.
2: joined for this segment by Etta Shaw, who enrolled last fall as a member of the class of 2022.
1: Thank you for joining us, Etta. Can you talk a little bit about the odd situation that you were placed in as a result of the government shutdown?
0: My mom had fallen. She's been sick for about 10 years now. In this recent summer, she was forced to go on to medical retirement. And because of that, we took like a drastic decrease to our income and like it cut our money clean in half and so because of that we started the reevaluation process you need a 2016 IRS tax transcript when we first attempted to get the tra- tax transcript back in like September or October we found out that my mom's identity had been stolen so it wasn't she was just not able to Um, file taxes in uh, in any other way except for in person. And so after she got out of the hospital, she filed the taxes and then from there they said that it would be 180 days until we would be able to get the transcript, which is six months. And then the government shut down, which made like the wait time for The tax transcript like unknown mainly because we don't know how far they are with processing it and I was forced to take a leave of absence this semester to and I'm like planning on getting a job so that I can keep paying for Fordham as I go you know and yeah
1: so how did it make you feel? What was your reaction initially to what had happened? Talk us through the process.
0: At the start of the whole process, I was just very frustrated, like, along with just normal life stuff, like trying to keep good grades and taking care of my mom, because there's a reason she's on medical retirement. And then also trying to deal with this financial aid stuff while still keeping a clear head myself. It was just very frustrating because I'm kind of used to doing something and then having a result or an outcome. And with this, it just felt like there were consistent setbacks and there was always something that was going wrong or something that I couldn't do. I couldn't, I didn't have the power to change or whatever. So it was just really frustrating experience and it's just yeah
1: as far as the steps that you're taking to move forward one of those things is a GoFundMe that you started can you talk a little bit about that
0: yes I recently started (laughs) a GoFundMe about a week ago and it's partially because I want to provide updates on my situation because I have a lot of friends that are very invested in a lot of people reaching out and saying I wish there was some way I could help is there anything you need and I can just point them towards my GoFundMe and it's we've I've raised about um, $750 so far which is very it's way more than I expected (laughs) but it's still not nearly enough to get me back in school.
1: What other plans do you have aside from GoFundMe?
0: I plan to get a job uh, because I do need more experience. And with a job, I could just have a payment plan, and I would be able to consistently pay off my bills. I'm also applying to a lot of scholarships and things like that.
2: Uh, You mentioned before that we went on air that you were also thinking of community college, during this semester at least.
0: Yeah, I have been communicating with um, Dean Deschek, the freshman dean, just to make sure that I can go into fall 2018 as a sophomore, and Mm -hmm. the plan is just to take a few core classes over there and get cracking.
2: Do do you feel that you've had, you know, despite the whole situation, a strong support network here at Fordham, or, or people are supportive of you both? from peers and maybe a faculty or one of the other
0: um i would definitely say that my peers are very supportive and so are the faculty like everybody that i've spoken to is just a little bit heartbroken over the situation which is understandable i mean can i get like kind of <laughs> raw yeah of course <laughs> cuz it just sometimes it does feel like yes it's support it's very helpful but I know that like somewhere in there there's just this hint of like that savior complex that everybody feels and wants to feel and that's sort of the reason why I started my GoFundMe too because so many people they just want to support a low-income black girl and help pave the way for her to attend school. (laughs) And it's not anything wrong. I definitely appreciate it. And it's just interesting.
1: Yeah. Is there anything that you'd like to say to the members of the Fordham community that you feel should be heard, especially from Someone who's in your position right now.
0: Uh, Thank you for all the support. Every student should definitely take this moment to appreciate their time at Fordham because it's like a really great school. And I know I'm busting my butt to stay here. And you should just really appreciate the opportunity that you have. I think that you should just think about how lucky you are, you know, and be grateful for it.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. <laughs> joining us now is Francesca Macalintal, a sophomore who played one of the opening acts at Winterfest. Thank
2: you for joining us.
3: Yeah, no problem. Thank you for inviting me
2: so take us through the whole winterfest experience now that it's come and gone you know what was it like
3: Hmm. definitely surprising and also stressful Mm -hmm. like the day of so i was really nervous it was one of my first bigger performances in a really long time and the first of its kind i'd say alone you know i had planned to use a loop pedal to play the music and like sort of fill the crowd and things like that and I thought I had worked out all the technical aspects of it until I arrived 40 minutes before doors were to open because my sound check was like a little late, but, um, and I told them I wanted to use a loop pedal and how I wanted to use it, and they told me I couldn't, which was a lot for like 40 minutes right beforehand and the only sound check I'd get all day. So that was a little scary, but then I thought, and I called my mom, you know, mom's are the best for that advice, and... She told me that if I never used the loop pedal before on a performance, I didn't necessarily need it to make it a good one. So I went on and it was just me and my guitar. And um, it's cliche, but the nerves went away once I got on stage. <laughs> and it was really fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, a lot of my friends came and supported me. And overall, I would definitely do it again. And I would like to do it again, some way, shape, or form. And it was a very great learning experience, and performing experience, I guess.
1: So professionally, you're known as Cheska Mack. How did that whole identity come about, and where did Cheska Mack start? Where is she now, and where do you think she's going to go?
3: Okay, so the name itself, Cheska is actually my nickname for my family growing up, but in middle school, all throughout um, elementary school to middle school, my nickname was Franny, and I did not like it (laughs) (laughs) because it reminded me of, like, a woman with pigtails, like the Wendy's character, or like a librarian. And I didn't want any of those things. So going into high school, I decided Cheska was the way to go. And then I realized that no one in my high school was capable of saying my last name. So I just went with Cheska Mac. And it's stuck and it's easy. In terms of where I am now and where I would like to be, now I'm writing a lot more music than usual, which is very cool. I am learning a lot new techniques and trying a lot more styles and trying to collaborate with a lot of more people. And I'm hoping that in the future I can eventually put out a full album instead of like a bunch of singles. I really would like to work on my guitar skills because I think it's like John Mayer spectacular when you can feel the music so well that winging the guitar and um, everything just on the spot is so beautiful to me and if i could do that myself one day somehow teach myself i think that would be awesome
2: can you just tell us a little bit about the song that you're going to play for us today
3: so it's going to be the same song i played at Winterfest, an original that i have been working on since maybe december and i plan to put out a more pop version of it with my friend hopefully that we can get it together and get it out there but originally it's a stripped down acoustic song and that's how I had planned it to be and that's why that's exactly how I wanted to play it at Winterfest so it's called Notes and it's about love and sort of maybe finding love where you didn't think it was at the first time that you like had encountered it or you Mm -hmm. met somebody and you didn't realize the potential of their role in your life and you realize it a lot later so
1: this is cheska mack playing notes
4: Crashes, oh crashes, creates star-crossed lives. Converging skies, urgent lies. So much we didn't know. To let the feelings show. But now I'm asking these questions. Maybe it's false recollection. Saw you in my mentions. What did you mention to me? Can we just cut all the attention? Get lost in love and in tensions? Work through worries and lessons. Oh, I'll teach you, you'll teach me. Baby, let's take notes. Baby, let's take notes. be high fearful always hopeful to give love a try not holding on but holding back and I can feel through an honest past to you a hundred leagues away so now i'm asking these questions maybe it's false recollection saw you in my mentions what did you mention to me can we just cut all the tension? Get lost in love and in tensions, work through worries and lessons. Oh, I'll teach you, you'll teach me, baby. Let's take notes. Baby, let's take notes. Baby, Let's take notes. Let's take notes.
3: guys
1: thank you so much for joining us jessica
3: yes it's my pleasure thank you
2: (laughs) for this segment we're joined by nicole perkins author of the satire article gale unveiled hallway breeze a blessing thanks for being here nicole
5: thank you for having me so
1: nicole Talk to us about your motivation for writing this article.
5: Um, one day I was power walking to my dorms, and I happened to turn down this hallway. And in my determination to get to my dorm very quickly, I slipped and um, fell in the hallway. And I blamed the breeze.
2: So how strong was this? It couldn't have just been a breeze then if it was powerful enough to knock you off your feet.
5: I would classify it as a four on the hurricane scale.
2: Category four?
5: Yes. The breeze is distinctive not just for the strength, but for what it does to students. Because you're just walking down the hallway, and then, boom, it hits you in the face. It comes from nowhere. There's no warning. No Al Woker to tell me that there's a storm approaching.
1: Do you have a theory as to where the wind originates?
5: I believe it was the work of a certain Jesuit who, in his misguided attempts to get students to power walk like he does, set this curse upon the institution.
1: I believe the Jesuit you're referring to is one university president, Reverend Joseph M. McShane.
5: It is him.
2: If, if Father McShane was here on this podcast right now with us, what would you say to him or ask him?
5: I would ask him if he has any more plans, if he's going to put a wind anywhere else, um, how he controls the four elements of the earth.
1: Do you think that Father McShane's elemental manipulations will stop with the wind or do you believe it'll extend further beyond
0: that?
5: I think Father McShane is just getting started. Um, my hope for Father McShane is that maybe he'll use his powers to maybe create an ice rink or make it snow. Um, but I'm not really sure what he's up to.
2: At what point it, does Father McShane have too much power with regards to the elements? It's
5: a good question. When it comes to Father McShane, I think there's no such thing as too much power. Um, He not only controls this institution, but earth, wind, water, fire. He's like Fordham's own Avatar.
1: (laughs) If you were to pit Father McShane against Avatars Aang and Korra, who would come out on top?
5: Father McShane within seconds. He would wipe the floor, and I think we all know that.
2: All right, you heard it here here first. Father McShane will be wiping the floor. (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Nicole.
5: Thank you for having me.
2: This has been Retrospect. I'm Jeff Umbrell.
1: And I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. We'll see you next time.